Hello and welcome to the third episode of This Week in IPL, a podcast that talks about nothing but IPL. So as usual, I have Ayaz with us. Hi everybody. And then also, you know, just like last time, Meenal has joined, is joining in from Dubai this time. Yes, hi everybody. So you're, you're back in Dubai after being, uh, and we are sweating it out in uh, Mumbai, Meenal. Yes, yes. Dubai is uh, not any different, uh, but uh, just that we have the luxury of AC all around. Okay, so after after 37 matches, guys, Mumbai is, is still there, top, on the top. Uh, but finally, it faltered yesterday. But until then, it was all going okay. CSK, Chennai Super Kings, who were, you know, second last, the last time we spoke, about 10 days back, are now fourth in the table. They have had a four-match winning streak, I believe. Exactly. Yeah, I think I would say, you know, in Mumbai's case, uh, Tendulkar ran out of, uh, uh, you know, body water and Mumbai, the team, ran out of steam. <laughs> uh, True. <laughs> the minute, you know, and it seemed like when he was back in for the first nine overs or so, that they would win in a canter, but the minute he was off uh, in the dressing room, it became a different ball game altogether. Ayaz, you know, now everybody is uh, actually, you know, wondering and questioning uh, whether they have the ability to make it to the finals and, you know, reach the finals. Uh, why the cynicism? Because in the last six, seven matches, they've been absolutely clinical in execution. Yeah, look, I think Mumbai, Mumbai need to guard against one thing. Look, they, most of their victories, barring the one in Delhi, against Delhi have come playing at the Brebon Stadium where they practice and you know the crowd is right behind them and you know Tendulkar being from Mumbai it's in, in many ways uh, he became a member of the CCI when he was 15 or 16 so he knows every blade of that damn ground but, but so, we should not be worrying because semis and finals are going to be played in Bombay yeah but the Dubai part is not the Brebon Stadium yeah, but, but of course yeah they're going to be played in Bombay but I think what Mumbai needs to worry about is you know there was a sense of complacency the kind of shots played by Bravo, Pollard, Ambati Raidu is the match was, you know, in the bag and it didn't matter whether if I fight the run, somebody coming behind me would make the run. And I think that's the fatal flaw in many, many teams. We've seen that across uh, many, many matches in this IPL. Though it's a 20-over game, the minute you lose two or three crucial wickets, then suddenly there's a collapse and survival becomes a problem. I think these modest totals, 160 and, and around, these tend to be a, a bit tricky, don't they? They always are, even in limited over cricket, I mean, in the, you know, a total of, nowadays, a total of 250, 270 is deceptive. You uh-huh. know, depending on the pitch or the conditions or the concentration of the players, you might think that 330 is hard to get and play players really five. Either either they make it or they fail badly. But 250, 260 sometimes become very deceptive. You think it's easy and then suddenly your six wickets down for 100. You know, and Rajasthan Royals on the other hand has a record of defending anything above 150. So uh, the way they did it so well against Deccan Chargers the other day. So these teams, especially Mumbai Indians, should be worried of meeting uh, Rajasthan Royals, right? You know, I can, I think really Rajasthan Royals is a resurgent team in this IPL. I mean, uh, exactly. I think that they will be uh, in the semi-finals, but they could be. But I think what has happened is the arrival of Watson has given them a lot of muscle and beef mm. uh, in the real and the metaphorical sense uh, at the top of the order. And I think that, you know, much as we thought Sean Tate is wasting his time in Indian conditions, he's proved to be an effective bowler. But what really is striking is like Yusuf Patan in the first year and in the second to an extent and again in the third, they've found some very effective Indian players. Naman Oja being one of them, Fazal is another, Trivedi is the third Trivedi one. Trivedi was another one. Yeah, so I mean, you know, they keep throwing and there's Dole, the young fast bowler, who seems to be doing very well. So Shane Vaughan is not only relying on, uh, you know, Michael Lumb and Watson and 
attention for i mean look no it's not that he is paying less attention for playing for mumbai indians but if sachin uh, just look at it theoretically or hypothetically suppose sachin flops badly in the uh, ipl nobody is going to say he's let india down you know and when right. he plays when he play for t20 for india i mean the, the kind of emotion and passion there is and i also think that is one consideration the other is that he is definitely trying to pace his commitments uh, for for match in the future so uh, he is not going to play everything as we know sometimes he so it, it takes time off from the one day matches also exactly and i i see he he refused you know when t20 was coming up and you know it was growing up in 2007 uh, they, uh, he dravid ganguly were the first ones to refuse and say no we won't go send the youngsters now he probably feels why should i break the combination just because i've got back into a rhythm of my own in t20 I mean, he's being selfless, and uh, the fans are being cynical, saying, you know, he is giving priority to money and uh, Mumbai Indians, which is so not true. I mean, you can't doubt the guy's commitment to this game. He's proved it for last 20 years. See, uh, Meenal, Meenal, it it, it, it finally comes it. down to, you know, I want to watch Sachin play all of India's matches. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. No, no, that is true. I forget not only just you, all television broadcasters, everybody, everybody, you know, the same as which rides on Tendulkar. Yeah. I, I think, for instance, just just a sec, guys. I mean, just for you know, for instance, Vicky Ponting has decided, or the Australian board has decided that he won't play. I mean, nobody tell, nobody can tell me he's not fit to play T20. Yeah. You know, but there's also an eye for the future, for on the future. Right. And you know, you can have your premier players. I mean, in the first 2007 T20 Championship, South Africa did without Jack Collins. Yeah. It's- And you know, Arik, if you want Sachin to play, we need to find some kind of potion which will keep him immortal and young, uh, like you know, at seventeen for the rest of his uh, <laughs> lifetime. Oh well, we're demanding on the guy. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are. But let's move on to the next topic, and something that happened yeah. in this past last ten days is also Lalit Modi. I think has found out another revenue stream for IPL, which is through the fines that he has been levying, or or the match referees have been levying on the players. we saw at least four people getting fined sachin sangakara actually got a match ban harbhajan was also fined for swearing at a player ganguly also got fined and and, and nobody knows who's paying these money who 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 is who is paying these fines to ipl yeah i read somewhere that the franchise owners are not obliged to play so are the players supposed to pay it out of their own pocket and affect the indian players i mean especially the low profile ones they'll be losing their entire money that they make out of this ipl I ask your thoughts. Look, I I I am actually in favor of hefty fines because you know, and whoever is the captain it doesn't matter whether it's Sachin Tendulkar or Ganguly or any other mega star. There is a certain this this format works best if it is done within a stipulated time time frame. I mean, if you, if your T20 match is going to extend by half an hour, hmm. then I think it is uh, you know it's just kind of unfair on the broadcasters and so and so and so and so who have it's it's a very customized form of cricket if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, you know, time sold and uh, for advertisers yeah. and whatever else. Yeah, so yeah the ad, the ad spots and everything. So right. The ad spots one is one part. The other thing is that if it is going to end up becoming almost like a 30-over match, then you know my time commitment as a spectator also has to change, and I may not be happy about it in the long run. It's not that I'm just prepared because it is a IPL match or any other T20 match. I have decided to now spend six hours. I may be wanting to spend only four hours, and that's the amount of time I can spend. Whether on television or on you know on the ground, I think it's very important for uh, the fines to be there for the captains to make sure that it is completed within a certain specified time limit. And if it is not, then please fine them. Now, who pays the fine is a matter of detailing. 
I mean, it doesn't matter to me as a viewer whether Tendulkar has paid the fine or Mukesh Ambani. I mean, I have only vicarious interest in knowing that. Right, exactly, and uh, this is where the economics comes into play because this is as this is a business as much as it is cricket. So everyone wants to know these small, small things as to who is paying all these money, etc. So I, I so, think, I think you are getting the wrong end of the stick there. You know, I mean, we all keep saying, oh, this is business, as if this test cricket is not business any longer. I think test cricket <laughs> is very serious business. There's a heck of a the problem with test cricket is nobody has seen it as a viable business proposition. That is why the only contest amongst test uh, matches which is still got. Great marketable, uh, you know, the property is marketed properly is the Ashes, because they, right. you know, they retained the legacy. Legacy. They've spent time on developing the heritage aspect of it and sold it accordingly to the spectators, to the advertisers, whoever else, including the players. Right. See, if teams don't finish 90 overs in a day, I mean, people, the spectators used to get cheated earlier. I've watched matches where, you know, teams are bowled 65 overs in a day, and it was horrific. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been yeah. torture. <laughs> torture. And I said, why the hell am I paying money and watching this nonsense? No, but think about it. Over the day, you have to bowl, and if you can't yeah. clear those overs, unless weather intrudes or there's injury time, they have to be fine, which is there also in test cricket. You know, which, which, which I completely agree. And the reason that I, you know, let me make a point by why I think this is more of a business than cricket is because there is something called as IPL nights parties. Okay. Yeah. And the. And I'll gonna get to that, Aditya. I've been watching these reviews on uh, NDTV. I guess these keep coming up. <laughs> no, no, this, I mean, <laughs> the, the tickets for which are going for a lakh thirty-two thousand. Yeah. And this is to attend yeah. parties with tired players who have just played, uh, you know, at, at a, uh, a forty-over game and have come down and are here having alcohol. People are paying that sort of money, and so every aspect is being monetized like crazy, which I am not against. I'm just saying, you know, it's happening. No, I'll tell you, Aditya, Aditya, one second, you know, I mean, I keep hearing this now. Is that good or bad? Is, you know, it depends on how you want to see it, which prism you want to see it in, or what binoculars or sunglasses you want to wear. If I'm watching Australia play in, you know, any country in Australia and there's a Channel 9 show on, in between the breaks, whatever else, they show, these are the paintings, they're selling merchandise. Yes. You know? Correct. It's, it's maybe done classily. And you say this is you know not done so, but at the at its core, what is the difference? They are selling star value. So either you come and rub shoulders with the stars, your cricket stars, and pay cough up a hefty amount, or you buy a painting or a picture or something like that, which is also sold for a hefty amount. If I'm parting with the money, whether I'm spending forty thousand bucks to go and you know watch Yuvraj dance on the floor, or I want to buy a painting which may not be of the greatest quality, but it's a painting of Yuvraj batting. Uh-huh. It's my class, no? You know what? And I have no problem with that. I just didn't know that there was money to be made. And someone found it out. And, and actually people are ready to be... You know, uh, I mean, parties are sold out. So... Well, basically what it is reflecting is the changing culture in India. When we are becoming very consumeristic as we know. This is a fact of life now, you know? Ah, uh, well. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong. I ask, but the only worry is how do these players manage to cope up? You know, they spend these IPL nights, you know, dancing, interacting with everybody, and the next day, you know, within a day, they are back on to uh, playing a 40-hour game. Doesn't it take its see, toll on their see, body? See, Meena, I'll tell you, I mean, you, you work in a bank, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, you are entitled to do whatever you want after your working hours. Okay? <laughs> you can party and you can party till 6 a.m. in the morning. And as long as you go to the bank the next day and you're not, you know, irregular in your work, you're not skipping work, you're performing well, it is nobody's problem. I don't, I don't think it's 
you know, Malia is paying somebody one and a half million dollars, he'll tell his players, go and get drunk and don't go and perform the next day. You know, it's ridiculous in the extreme for me to believe that. And if a player is, you know, a vagrant, you know, kind of a chap and keeps doing that, I think Malia will be the first guy, though he sells booze and that's his business, to throw that guy out of his team. No, he, I think he's a thorough professional. I mean, he'll take them. Yeah, so that's what I mean. You know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a very simple equation. You're being paid big bucks to go and perform on the field, not perform in the, on the dance floor. That's an embellishment if it happens. And I think somewhere, yeah. if, there are, if there are rogue players, get their comeuppance, others will go, they'll make sure that this is a part of the whole deal. In English county cricket, at the end of the day, it's played. You know, players for, for many years have been going and having a beer with their fans. Yeah, so that gets, in mem- that gets in members. You know, that's the membership drive. It doesn't mean the player gets drunk there. Now, there may be players who have a drink problem. But if yeah. that's the problem, then that person, person has to be out of the team. No. So, I mean, it's it's nothing that we're uh, against it or this, but I was just wondering, you know, how do they all manage? Because yeah, I mean, that, that is something that, it's like HR practices, you know, you have to put in some, uh, you know, best practices <laughs> kind of systems in place. Some compliance <laughs> things in, but uh, do, do you know, Ayaz, do you know if this is in their contracts, that do, do you know if, if the contract says that they have to attend like five IPL, uh, IPL nights out of the 65 matches or anything like that? Yeah, I think what is happening, maybe, and this is my understanding, and I may be wrong, because I'm not a marketing guy, and some of you guys, maybe Minas will know a little better, that to develop IPL property as a, in, in, the, in the money terms, in the monetization terms, they're looking at, as you mentioned, at all avenues the money could be coming in. So if you say that, oh, these parties or after hours, you know, rubbing shoulders with cricketers and people are willing to pay bucks, they'll Fine tell on. the franchise owners, look, it benefits, because whatever comes into the IPL is then finally shared by the franchise owners. Yeah. Right, right. You know, there's no take-home for the IPL. So how you do it, I mean, see, we must also understand, I think, that this is only the third year. There'll be a lot of things which can get out of hand. But you can only know if they're getting out of hand after they've gone out of hand, you know? (laughs) And then you put in the corrective measures and stuff like that, and things evolve. I mean, for God's sake, traditional cricket started as a game played by gamblers and betters, as we know it, you know? And then it evolved and became test matches and the great virtues of you know, gentlemen's game and all came much, much and later. The spirit of first, the game and etc. Yeah, and the spirit of yeah. the game. That came much later in the first, maybe 30, 40, 100 years when, from the 18th century. It was a betting man's game. That's it. All fixing and all happened then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, on that note, okay. let's end it. It's almost time for you to go, Ayaz. So we'll not hold you on. So that that was about it for the third episode of This Week in IPL. If you do have any comments on whatever was discussed, please log on to www.theindicast.com and also don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Okay, Ayaz is at Cricketwala and uh, Meenal is at Meenal, I don't know your Twitter ID. I, I Granger Gap Blog. Granger Gap Blog. Okay. Gap and blog, only yeah. she knows what it means. And I am at <laughs> AC Mahatre. Okay, AC Mahatre. So do follow us. Thanks a lot, Ayaz, once again. And uh, see you next week. Yep, thanks. Thanks, Meenal. Thanks, Bye. Ayaz. Thanks, Ayaz. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye.